what's up, Buzznet? In reference to the podcast, here again. Any excessive chewing or chomping, as usual, is Brody the Shepherd Mix on Instagram. Such a handsome boy. I'm Amanda. I'm Heather. And it's a paranormal episode. It is. Christmas-themed. Christmas! Not all of them are creepy or paranormal. Some of them are just gross. Great. (laughs) That's the way to get into the Christmas spirit, folks. Yeah. We're gonna gonna dive into some traditions from around the world. (laughs) Head first. Head first. Let's do this. We gonna drape the water surface first with our hands, or are we just gonna... Nope, head first, drain it. Okay, great. Like a belly flop. Well, no. Not head first. Yeah, that's not head first. That would be a head flop. You could do a cannonball and just head first. No, I can't. I don't think I can flip. I think I am not aerodynamic enough to flip. So enlighten me on Santa Claus. Okay, well, first we're gonna go to Wales. Wales. Yeah, a little bit better. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, that was all recorded. That's great. I'll, I would say I'd delete that, but... I'll just leave it in. I won't. <laughs> Alright, well, we're going to go to Wales. Wales. And we're going to learn about the Mari Lewd. L-W-Y-D. You didn't even look it up? No. It's, oh, it's called the Grey Mare. That's just its, like, official name. It's a pre-Christian tradition that's said to bring good luck. The people of Wales make a horse figure from a horse's skull with decorative ears and eyes attached. They also decorate it with colorful reins, bells, ribbons, and wrap it in a white sheet. Oh, okay. <laughs> then they carry it around on a pole. Then they take that and then its party would go door to door singing and would challenge the families inside the houses to a rhyming battle of insults in Welsh. So it's like Yo Mama, but in well <laughs> Christmas edition. Yeah. Not that. Not Yo Mama. What was I think? Wild and Out. Yeah. Yeah. After they finished, the group would be invited inside for refreshments. <laughs> this old tradition has died out in many parts of Wales, but every December you can see it at the Saint Fagans National History Museum. Where they? I don't know. Well, like why you would save a horse's skull. <laughs> And it's, like, at a museum, so what do they do? Like, set up fake doors and, like, <laughs> go knock on them? Just knock and, like, somebody opens the door and they're like... Totally not expecting yeah, you to knock know. on the door. <laughs> what if like, it's I'm a gingerbread the, door? I'm paid to do this. Next, we're gonna go to Guatemala. Ooh. Never oh. been. Neither have I. Never been to Wales, either. <laughs> I don't know that we've been to... Any of these except in our dreams. Yeah, because I dream of going to, to Wales. Guatemala? Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, there's two kinds of people. Uh, okay, we're going to go to Guatemala for the burning of the devil tradition. How do you burn the? Isn't he burning all the damn time? The burning of the devil, or La Quema de Diol, del Diablo, is how every- that high school Spanish coming through. <laughs> yeah. Is held every December 7th at 6 p.m. sharp. Don't be late. 
Families will build bonfires outside their homes and burn an effigy of Satan. Yeah, that college word. And I usually know what it means, too. I went to college. I don't know what it means. You just build, like, a statue that they burn. Oh. I thought it would mean, like... like a likeness. A... Oh. See? Went to college. I didn't have to pass a vocabulary test. Brody is going to town on licking his paws. Uh, this is a way that they cleanse their homes from the devils that lurk in their homes, creeping behind furniture or hiding under the bed. Because, I guess, that's where the devil hangs out. Behind the bed? Under the bed. Under the behind bed. furniture. Oh. Under the bed. Well, isn't our bed furniture? <laughs> Speaking about furniture, do you want to hear a funny story? Sure. Just so you know how clean my dad's life is. Mm-hmm. Like, not at all. He is at her house currently, and she needed a sink fixed, and he was like, why isn't your vanity fastened to the wall? And she goes, I don't fasten my vanities to a wall so I can pull them out and clean behind them. That sounds like a real easy way to pull it on top of yourself. Well, that, but also, like, when she leaves our house in Florida, hopefully she doesn't listen to this. That would be awful. She doesn't know what a podcast is. Do I have to pay? The app's free, but do I have to pay for it? <laughs> it says it's free, but now it wants me to sign up for a subscription. Yeah, no shit, girl. Anyway, <laughs> when when she leaves the house, that was our house in Florida, that old one, he used an entire pack of Swiffer refills to clean their house. So she doesn't pull it out and clean mine. <laughs> basically, yeah. So anyway. The tradition is significant for Guatemala City because the following day is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, which is the city's patron saint. Did you just forget everything I just said? No. I was going to make another joke, but it wouldn't have hit because you're not a football fan. So we can just move on. Just move on. Brody's also not a football fan, so he wouldn't have laughed either. Also, if my dog ever laughs, I <laughs> might cry. Oh. <laughs> I would leave your house real quick. <laughs> like, Ooh. Can you start laughing? Hey. <laughs> Brody loves me. Okay, next we're off to South Africa. Yes. Oh, I, I want to go to South Africa. Trevor Noah's from South Africa. He doesn't live there anymore, but... Just to be where he may have been. <laughs> Actually, after reading his book, I... I hear it's quite the place. I read that it's quite the place. His mom threw him out of a moving vehicle. Because, well, I mean, like, it was to save his life, but that's how crazy it is there. My goodness. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna, this one's a nice classical holiday story. Oh, yeah. A young boy named Danny ate all of the cookies. Huh? Danny Curly? Sure. You want to hear what happens to Danny Curley? <laughs> oh. Maybe not. He ate all of the cookies that were laid out for Santa. All of them. All of them? His grandmother discovered... Wait, which... wait. All of them around town or just all of them in his house? In his house. Because, yeah, like, he I went door to door and he's like, I need, the, I need Santa's cookies. Because I only left, like, five Oreos. I mean, mostly because that's all my mom ate. 
his grandmother discovered what he had done and beat him to death in anger, leaving poor Danny's ghost to haunt other people's homes during Christmas time. Over fucking cookies? She slaved her ass away in the kitchen to make those cookies. You beat your grandson to Damn, I thought my grandparents were harsh. The moral, the moral of the story is to leave Santa's cookies alone. It's not worth the risk. Yeah, no fucking shit, man. I thought my grandpa- My pap just swore at me in Arabic. And I thought that was <laughs> a rough childhood. He didn't beat you to death because you ate the cookies? No, but he did used to tell me I was going to turn into a chicken nugget if I didn't stop eating them. <laughs> you might want to tell your brother that. <laughs> he didn't know. He's like, let me turn into a chicken nugget. My brother is like, at the point where he's just like, fuck my adult life. <laughs> fuck my 20s. <laughs> Basically. Oh, let's not say that. No. He didn't even get to the fun part yet. No. Okay. Next, we're going to go to Greenland for a tradition of food that I would never eat. <laughs> what? I feel like you would never eat it either. It's called, and I didn't look this one up either. I can tell. Kivik, 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 I think. I don't Kivik you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so smelly that people eat it outside so it doesn't stink up their house for weeks. It's been eaten by Inuits in the far north of Greenland for centuries. Do you want to know what it is? I do. It's a seal that's been skinned, removing all of the meat until there's only a thick layer of skin or a thick layer of fat left. It is then sewn into the shape of a bag and stuffed to the brim, <laughs> stuffed to the brim with about 300 to 500 small auk birds. Once filled, it's sewn shut and fat is smeared over the seams to keep flies out. It is then left to ferment under a pile of rocks for a minimum of three months up to 18 months. It is eaten in winter when it is too dark and the ice is unsafe to cross for them to hunt for fresh meat. The bags of fermented meat are dug out, cut open, and eaten raw. <laughs> it's considered a delicacy at celebrations and festivals. I don't even think my dog would eat that. Yes. He agrees. <laughs> and he eats pretty much anything. Not gonna lie, when I was reading it, I, whenever I was like typing, I almost I gagged when I read it the first time. <laughs> We're off to Sweden. We're going to a town called Yavle. I did look that one up. <laughs> that erects a giant straw statue of a goat. Not a good enough reason to use the word erect. Why a goat, you may ask. <laughs> no, that wasn't what my first thought was. The Yule goat was supposed to help deliver presents, and sometimes Santa would ride the goat instead of his sleigh. The town decided to have a huge, super flammable goat, and the first one made it to New Year's Eve before it was burned down. Some locals bet if the goat will even make it to Christmas. In the past 50 years, the Yule Goat has been destroyed 35 times. Why? Because they can, I guess. Oh, okay. The statue is 40 feet tall, and some ways it's been destroyed have been by burning it down, hitting it with a car, and almost stealing it with a helicopter. All right. That's some dedication. Because I was like, they, like, they'd have to, like, would they lower somebody down? they like, hook something and take it away with a helicopter. I'll let you know next year. Go to Norway and steal it. 
thought it was Switzerland. Oh, Sweden. I, I scrolled down to the next one already. Well, next right. we're going to Norway. On December 24th, people in Norway, hide, they hide all of the brooms that they own to prevent witches and evil spirits from taking over. I mean, legitimate. Long ago, Norwegians believed that on Christmas Eve, witches and mischievous spirits would come out to play. Apparently, witches and spirits can't walk around like we do, and they need to use brooms to fly from house to house. Fair. So the families would hide all the brooms before the troublemakers could come and steal them, and they still do this tradition. Did you just imagine, like, not knowing that? And just you're, like, like you were just... hanging out there, and they're like, excuse me, we need to take your brooms. Like, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> we need to hide them so the witches don't get them. It's 2018. Like, we're, were we back in the 1800s again? You gonna burn somebody? If you happen to be in the Ukraine at Christmas time, you might wonder what the hell is up with their Christmas trees. You didn't tell me we were going to the Ukraine. Oh, well, we're going to the Ukraine at Christmas time. Well, I wasn't. Pr- what do I pack? Something warm, probably. Is it cold over there right now? I don't. I'm not over there. They decorate their trees with artificial spider webs and decorative spiders. You gonna pass? This is a tradition that stems from the tale where a mythical spider spun a web around the tree of a poor family. Once morning came, the white web became precious metals and made the family rich. In today's world, the web on the trees represents prosperity for the coming year. Never mind. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> You're like, give me the- Charlotte, where are you at? Charlotte's web. Come I on. I thought you said Scarlet, and I was no. like, I'm like, she's the- It's like, she's the Black Widow, but that's not the same kind of spider. <laughs> Spider-Man? I mean, you're not my favorite. I was a Tobey Maguire girl, but, like, you could come and spin my web. <laughs> <laughs> is he, he old can come enough? spin my web. How old is he? He's 22. Okay, he's, he's legal. He's legal, legal. Yeah, he's legal, legal. <laughs> Actually, I'm more of an Andrew Garfield kind of girl. Not necessarily for Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire had my heart there, but I love Andrew. Oh. I was going to pull up Social Network, which you still haven't watched. I own it. I've watched it multiple times. Why did I think that you hadn't watched it? He's like, sorry. What does he say? Sorry, my Prada's at the dry cleaners with my fuck you flip flops. It's my favorite line of the Social Network. Great movie. Are you ready to go to Italy? You know, that's on the bucket list. Actually, we already heard of this one. Dun, dun, dun! Home away at Disney. Oh, the witch. Yeah. Her name is Bafana. You know, that video came up in my memories, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, you're... <laughs> That's never I was reading, and I was like, oh, hey, I was like, I remember this. <laughs> See, parents, Disney's educational. Probably only at Christmas time. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I well, I was there, not at Christmas time, but that was a really long time ago, and I was traumatized by Chippendale. Oh, that's right. Doing my hair at dinner, the dinner table, <laughs> and I don't like people in costumes, and I blame it on them. You did all right. I did okay when we went. Okay, what are we doing okay. in Italy? We're gonna learn about Bafana. 
Right. She is an old woman who delivers gifts to the children throughout Italy on Epiphany Eve, which is the t- January 5th. She's like a Santa Claus. In the folklore, Bifana visits all the children in Italy and fills their socks with candy and presents if they were good, or a lump of coal or dark candy if they'd been bad. Same. I hate dark candy. Same. <laughs> in poor areas, the stick is left in place of coal. Well, that's sad. Although, I'd rather have a stick than coal. Yeah, but your parents would hit you with a stick. Um, I'd rather them hit me with a stick than throw a lump of coal at my head. Well, you'd have to heat the house. <laughs> uh, it is said that she is a good housekeeper and will sweep the floor before she leaves. Some believe that it sweeps away the problems of the year. Fuck, can she come here? It also could be because she's covered in soot because that's how she enters her house. That's okay. Uh, children leave her wine and a plate with some food on it. Instead of cookies and milk. Uh, she is portrayed as a hag riding a broomstick through the air wearing a black shawl. Okay. And she is also referred to as the Christmas witch. Fair. Ready to, ready to come home for a minute? Just a minute? Just a minute. Alright. Well, almost. Gonna go a little north. To good old Canada, no. eh? No, just north of us. Next state up. Oh, New York. While holiday cheer is fun, some tend to take it a tad too far. The Dunmires. Yes. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Not this time. No, because they're in Pennsylvania. Oh, Brody didn't like that joke. There's the annual tradition of SantaCon in New York City. I mean, if that's what you're into. Uh, people from all over the world come decked out in holiday festiveness as, like, some come as elves, Santa Claus, and snowmen. They all participate in a citywide bar crawl. That sounds sloppy. This usually starts before 8 a.m., so be prepared for a ton of drunken Santas by noon. You gotta really check your life if you're... <laughs> you're from, like, overseas, like, I gotta go to New York City to get drunk with other Santa Claus. At 8 a.m. Do you know what I want to do at 8 a.m.? Sleep. Sleep. I'll be working at 8 a.m. Brody, this is an ASMR of you snoring. I know! He's like, you guys wanted me to come up here so bad. Alright, next we're gonna go to Catalonia. Oh, so we're not home. No, we're not home. That was... That was very brief. Just popping home for a drunk Santa and we're heading back out. Okay. When you think of a nativity scene, what do you usually think of? Well, the correct answer would be Jesus, but if you're me... Don't you remember last year when we went to the mall and they had baby Jesus in the... Oh, okay. Thanks, Brody. They had baby Jesus in there and you're like, you're not supposed to put oh. baby Jesus in there. I was like, oh, that's his brother, Jose. Oh, forgot about that. When you think of a nativity scene, like, you know, like, you know, like the manger. Well, the early 18th century Catalonians started a different tradition that is still in use today. Mm-hmm. Instead of just a manger, they build a large model of Bethlehem. A highly popular popular figurine of the city is that of the Kagner, which is a figurine caught in the act of defecating. What? That's what I said. Ew. There are many guesses of how he came to be. Some say it's about equality. Everybody poops. That's true. They do. To the idea that God will come whenever he's ready, regardless of what you're doing. Fair. Most say the tradition grown from just comic relief. Fair. 
The traditional Cagner wears a red hat, a white shirt, and black pants pulled down to his knees because he's squatting. Because he's pooping. And there's a little pile of poop that's behind him. <laughs> that's excessive. But there are many versions that you can get. They have E.T., R2-D2, Sherlock Holmes, Harry Potter, Spock, Elvis, Michael Jackson, Madonna, Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vladimir Putin, Obama, and Trump. Vladimir Poopin. <laughs> yeah, Vladimir Poopin. <laughs> I looked because I went on their web. They have a there's an official Kagner website. Uh-huh. It's the Kagner.com. <laughs> or just com. I looked. They don't have a Hitler one. <laughs> Do you remember when we were watching that documentary? That's whenever I was looking these up. Oh. <laughs> I made Heather watch a documentary about Nazis. So no Hitler. No Hitler. I mean, that's fair. There's, But if anybody wants to look at them, you can go to the official site called Kegner.com. <laughs> Still in Catalan. Same place. Catalan? This one's called Tio de Nadal, which roughly translates to Christmas log and is a widespread tradition. While it sounds normal like we have the Yule log, it's not the same at all. Oh, okay. It originally was just a dead log. But now it's often given a face with two little legs to hold up the front and a little red hat. <laughs> it starts the day of the Immaculate Conception. It's on December 8th. The tradition states that you begin to feed the log every night, starting on the 8th. It usually comes with a small blanket to keep it warm at night. Oh, okay. <laughs> After weeks of feeding it, it's Christmas Eve and the log is placed in the fireplace with the face up. Okay. Members of the family then take turns hitting the log with a stick, commanding it to poop out presents, candies, and wafers, <laughs> and to not poop stinky herring. This is where it got its other name, Cagatillo, or shit log. And there's even a song about it. Okay. Which is what, which is what you saw earlier. Oh. What's your... Who, who uh, uploaded this on YouTube? Uh, Namaste Healthy. Okay. <laughs> Just want to give credit where credit is due. And it's called the T.O.D. Nadal Whacking of the Festive Poop Log. <laughs> Alright, enlighten me. English it is basically shit log, shit nougats, hazelnuts and mado cheese. If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick. Shit log. <laughs> What's the translation that I found for it? 
Alrighty then. It sounds cuter than it is. <laughs> That's true. Are you ready to go head off to Austria? Sure, why not? Austria's version of Santa is very close to ours. Okay. Except that he does his rounds with an entourage of demons. Great. Krampus is the first. Okay. If you've been good, you'll get presents from Santa. But if you've been bad, Krampus kidnaps you and hurls you straight into the fiery pits of hell. Cool. The other one is called Perchta that travels with Santa and is slightly kinder, but not much or realistically at all. Okay, great. She shows up during the 12 days of Christmas before Santa and Krampus. She pre-punishes misbehaving children. Perchta won't drag you to hell like Krampus does. She has the nickname of Belly Slitter. Self-explanatory. She slits your stomach open if you've been bad. So you either get toys and candy or disemboweled and drugged to hell. Great. Quite the incentive to be good. Fair. Next, we're gonna, we're gonna hop over to France. Alright. And we're gonna learn about Hans Trapp. Because he is kind of like a boogeyman. Oh. Okay, great. While Santa, del- while Santa delivers gifts, Hans Trapp delivers beatings. Oh, wonderful. He started as a rich and powerful man who lived in Alsace. He was known to be vain, cunning, heartless, and cruel. It was sounds said that like he worshipped Satan. Hmm? It said, sounds like my kind of man. It was said he worshipped Satan and used black magic and occult rituals to obtain his wealth and hold on to power. The Catholic Church became aware of his doings, and Hans was arrested and brought before the Pope. They ain't fucking around. (laughs) He was excommunicated from the church for sacrilege. When he returned home, the locals fled from him like he was a rabid animal. Fair. His money was confiscated, and he was penniless. He then lived on a mountain in Bavaria, which is in Germany. Mm Mm-hmm. In a shack made from sticks. Being alone made him lose his his mind and he dreamed of revenge he became more deeply devoted to satanism and began dreaming about eating human flesh i can relate yeah no (laughs) he disguised himself as a scarecrow by stuffing straw into his clothes and roamed the countryside (laughs) one day he saw a young young boy around 10 years old and hans was determined to kill him and then eat him suddenly he attacked viciously stabbing him with a sharpened stick he dragged him into his shack where he cut the boy into pieces and roasted him over a fire Soon, as he was preparing to taste human's flesh for the first time, a bolt of lightning struck him dead. As the story goes, God would not allow the abomination of this continue and ended the crimes of Hans Trapp for good. Instead of starting it before he killed somebody, <laughs> he waited until he was chopped up and cooked and then put an end to it. Okay, great. So, parents tell their children that Hans Trapp goes from house to house at Christmas dressed as a scarecrow Scaring small children and drooling greedily over their tender flesh. <laughs> Ew. Next, the last one, we go to Iceland. My cousin went there. Okay, well, that's rude that they didn't invite us. Well, I could have been a chaperone. I'm a great chaperone. I used to chaperone trips to Kennywood all the time. I used to chaperone trips to Kennywood, too. No, we used to lie and say you were a No, that was the last year we went. Because I remember that, you're like... <laughs> this is my only student that I'm chaperoning. <laughs> Alright, we're going to go to Iceland. Okay. The most renowned figure associated with Christmas is Gryla, 
who made her appearance in ancient pagan times. She is a giant troll with hooves and has 13 tails. It's a lot of tails. <laughs> she is also a, in a perpetual bad mood due to her insatiable hunger for children. Each Christmas, she comes down from her mountain to hunt for bad children. She places them in a sack and drags them to her cave to boil them alive for her favorite stew. Her wrath wasn't only reserved for bad kids. She went through three husbands, two of which bored her, so she killed them. She also has 13 children, a whole baker's dozen. <laughs> They're all boys, and they are the next Icelandic Christmas monster. Wow. They're called the Yule Lads, okay. and they each have a particular habit. Oh, and talked about them. They're each... It... Yeah. Icelandic children are visited by one each night in the 13 days leading to Christmas. There's Sheep Coat Clog, the Peg Leg Sheik Fancier, Sheep, not Sheik. <laughs> His fancying is impaired because he has peg legs. There's Girly Gawk. He hides in ditches and gullies and waits for an opportune moment to run into cow sheds to lick the foam off the... Off the milking buckets. I don't know what I was doing when I typed. But I apparently wrote milking, but before it's mild int pee. <laughs> also, who's doing that? Like, why? Because for what? I feel like the foam is what you wouldn't want. Yeah, precisely. Well, then he's doing them a favor. Ew. They're stubby. He's unusually short, and if your pie pan is missing, he has probably stolen it to eat any pie crust you left behind. Me. There's spoon licker. He likes to lick and steal your spoons. <laughs> Pot scraper likes to steal your leftovers. Bowl licker likes to hide under your bed and wait for you to absentmindedly put down your bowl so he can steal it and lick it. There's door slammers. that like He likes to slam doors all night just after you fall asleep. He's not hungry. Nope, he just likes to slam doors. Likes to get you in that, like, dream state where you just jump all the time. Then there's Skyker Gobbler. When he visits, there will be no Skyker as a type of yogurt left in your house. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> there's Sausage Swiper. He'll steal your sausage, so you have to make sure you hide it well. Then there's Window Peeper. He's uh, watching you through your blinds right now. I feel like that's illegal. There's Doorway Sniffer. <laughs> he uses his incredibly large nose to sniff through doors as a leaf bread locator that is a traditional Icelandic Christmas bread. All I can think about is, you know, like, when you're growing up and people are like, what superpower do you want? <laughs> I'm going to be a Doorway Sniffer. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be when I grow up. There's Meat Hook. He always has a hook with him so he can steal your meat. Just, That's painful. Just snatch it right off you. So do him and Sausage Swiper get into a fight? Well, no, he steals your meat. The other one only steals your sausage. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, they're both meat. Exactly. So is it like... Well, maybe Sausage Swiper will steal your sausage, but then Meat Hook will snatch it off it, him. Do they come in this order? Right? You said there's 13 of them and they come Yeah, in. like one each day. Oh. So, so one meat, will steal your sausage and the other will steal the rest of the meat. Yeah, Meat Hooker gets in there and's like, what was his name? Meat Hook. Oh, well. <laughs> but in the ER makes it sound dirty. Well, meat he hooker. gets in there and he's like, damn, sausage swiper didn't leave me anything. 
And the last one is Candle Stealer. He follows children around so he can steal their candles, leaving them in the dark. You better not steal my candles. Those fuckers are not cheap. <laughs> As if Gryla and the Yule Lads weren't enough to be worried about, they have a pet cat they call the Yule Cat. It's a huge and vicious cat that lurks about the snowy countryside during the Christmas season that eats people who haven't received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. That's so sad. The threat of being eaten was used by farmers as an incentive for workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. Those who helped with the work got new clothes, and those who did not would get nothing and would be preyed upon by the Yule Cat. Maybe that Yule Cat should go to Ireland. Drink some whiskey. <laughs> but what if it breeds with the Killicky Cat? Well. Just makes it ten times worse. That's mean. Not everybody can afford new clothes. Well, that's the thing. If you, they, they did their work, then they would have Well, those people probably aren't working on farms now. I mean, Not I don't now, know. But I've never been to Iceland. So <laughs> I don't know what y'all do over there, but. Well, okay. Let's. We're on a plane. Oh, we're just going home. Yeah, we're on a plane. We're just now we're coming back. That's it. Back. We're, we're done. Done. We're done. Oh. All around the world, learn about Christmas. Well, if you ever find y'all's y'all's yourselves in Pittsburgh, they do a Santa Clauses of the World exhibit at KCC Place, and I really recommend it. It's one of my favorite things to do in Pittsburgh at Christmas. Also time. fascinating. It is, and they do a big gingerbread house display in the middle. Since you're in Pittsburgh, you can go over to the Nationality Rooms at the Cathedral of Learning at Pitt, which are decorated for Christmas. But you won't be able to go into the Syrian Room. Or the Early American Room. Nope. But we did. Because we went on a special day. We did. It was awesome. It was great. Uh, hit us up on Instagram in reference to podcast. Podcast.